Welcome to the Take Action Now Summit. You will discover groundbreaking strategies for personal and business growth with leading experts and innovators. Today, transform forward. Step into 2024 with confidence. Strengthen your network, build relationships, and develop awareness and skills. Join our 21 world-class speakers and experience inspiration, hope for your future, and an elevation of your ambitions. Inspired Choices Network, our summit hosts, are excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome everybody. I am so glad that you have chosen to jump in to learn all about bodies. A, guess what? If you're here, you have a body. I know, groundbreaking news, right? You've got a body. And the fact that you have a body is maybe there are some things you know about bodies and maybe there are some things you don't. And one of the things that I know about bodies is bodies like action. And if you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a sex talk and that's all she's going to talk about. Well, there might be some sexy talk in this. However, bodies liking action is actually a lot bigger than that. We're going to look at action with every letter of the word action. And we're going to break that down and see what is it that bodies actually like. And I know bodies like a lot more than what I'm going to be talking about. But these are some fundamentals of what bodies like. And one of the things that bodies like is activity. And I'm sure that you're like, oh, but my body is tired and I don't know, can I handle activities? I want you to get really clear on this concept. There are two kinds of activities, activities that are taxing and activities that are rejuvenating. And it's not about you have tos, it's about what rejuvenates you and what taxes you. And it's about pushing your energy and your focus in the direction of what rejuvenates you. So if you're somebody who is daunted by the idea of lifting weights, and every time you go to lift weights, you feel exhausted, your body feels tired, it doesn't feel happy, don't do it. Even if you're, you know, your favorite uh, fitness instructor has said, this is the way. If your body's like, meh, it doesn't rejuvenate me. I feel actually exhausted after. Don't do it. Your body will know what's rejuvenating. Another person could be lifting those same weights and feel afterwards, feel they may feel tired. They may feel a sense of fatigue from, you know, exerting some energy. However, there's also a sense of rejuvenation where your body feels alive and good and like, oh yeah, I did this. And those happy hormones are kicking in and the endorphins are like rushing through you. Activities that are taxing are going to be ones that if your whole day is stacked with taxing activities, you're going to end up probably going to bed, not feeling very satiated. You're going to probably go to bed and have things on your mind where you're just like, I wish I could do this. I'd like to do this because all you've done are taxing activities. Nothing has really brought any joy into your body and into your life. So let's bring on rejuvenating activities. And what are those? So to me, rejuvenating activities, whatever rejuvenates you is self-care. That's as simple as it gets. So self-care can look different for everyone as long as it equals rejuvenation for you. So look at your life and look at your day and in your day how many how much of your time is actually invested in taxing activities how much of your time is invested in rejuvenating activities 
Now you might look at it and it may be a scale for you where one weighs heavier than the other. Maybe the taxing activities weigh a lot heavier than the rejuvenating activities. And you're thinking, how do I ever get the balance? Well, in this case, I'm thinking balance isn't always exactly what we're looking for because the rejuvenating activities, if we have more and more and more of those, yes, taxing activities can still exist. But the more we have rejuvenating activities, the more joy we have in our life and the more joy we have, the more likely we are to feel excited about being alive, choose to wake up, choose to do things and not feel like, oh, I'd rather just stay in bed. I don't really want to do that, that and that. So there are sometimes taxing activities that that you may have in your life that feel like obligations and requirements and obligation, even that word to be obliged to something is quite exhausting. Even the word taxing, if you think about taxes, having and doing activities that are taxing takes away from you, takes away from your investment, right? So if you're paying your taxes at the end of the year, uh, you know, and you just put uh, where I live in Canada, you know, you're just putting like 35% of what you earn towards your taxes. It can be daunting and almost like, why should I earn more if I'm just going to have it taken away from me? It's not exciting. Taxing things don't tend to be exciting and they don't tend to be things that people jump for joy for. So the rejuvenating things, juvenation, just that word, right? Juvenile. It's a front, it's a French word for youth. It brings the youth into you. So what do you want to do that helps you feel youthful, alive, and like excited for your day? And if you have nothing on your list that rejuvenates you in a day, you need to reevaluate. You need to add things into that list that are going to rejuvenate you. So keeping it really simple, you can just start to make a list and understand what are the taxing things in my life? What are the rejuvenating things? Definitely way heavier on rejuvenation. As you can look at it as kind of like a, a, a balance sheet of your books in your business. It's like if you have a lot of things going out but not a lot coming in, you're going to have a lot of debt. And when it comes to bodies, you're going to have a lot of debt of energy. You're going to have a lot of debt of health. And so your body is going to feel exhausted, tired, and ill. And what you want to do is add the things that rejuvenate you, right? I know it seems so simple. And the thing is, it's not uh, a standard that's across the board. Everyone must do A, B, C, and D. Not at all. Because the things that excite me and rejuvenate me are going to be very different, maybe the same, who knows, that that excite and rejuvenate you. It's to, to be aware of them. Like, I do not get super thrilled about doing dishes. However, we have in our home allotted different uh, tasks to everybody because there are things that none of us like to do, and we divide up the tasks that none of us like to do. So we have some taxing activities that need to be done and we have lots of rejuvenating activities, so they also can get divided. And it's really important that you do things that do rejuvenate you. So I have a funny habit in the mornings. I like to vacuum my all my floors. I just, it helps me feel happy. And for some people, vacuuming their floors would be like, ugh, I don't really want to, blah, blah, blah. I like to do small things when I wake up that rejuvenate me, that help me to feel like I can see results, right? So even though dishes are like, you know, I can see results in dishes. I don't love the dishes, but I'll do the dishes. Uh, and the rejuvenating part of doing things where you can get a little bit of 
like just seeing a little bit of results, right? So the next one on our list is C, action, action. So we had activity, sorry, activity. On the next one on our action list is C, communication. Now, I bet a lot of you haven't really thought about this. You think about communication usually in two terms. You think of it as something that's verbal communication and nonverbal communication. And oftentimes under nonverbal communication, there's a lot of understanding that there's body language. Um, and I'd like to add one to that, energetic. Energetic is your first language. When you were a baby and you might have made some noises, you communicated energetically. And luckily you had parents because you're listening now, so you're still alive. You had parents that could understand and interpret what you were demanding because that's what babies do. They demand you were demanding something energetically and they were able to deliver to you and communicate with you energetically. Prior to knowing what words are, we communicate energetically. You could say goo goo gaga words to a baby that are swear words, but if you say them in a tone that's really sweet and lovely and kind and tra-la-la, they will calm down because the energy and the tone will actually help the child calm down. So it's the energy behind what you're saying. Some You could say all kinds of things, but what's the energy behind it? So checking in when you are communicating with people is, is what you're saying verbally, if you're verbal, is what you're saying verbally matching what is going on energetically behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, if you're in a panic, frantic, frantic mode, then whatever you're saying is going to come across as panic, frantic mode. And I know if you're watching that, I hope you enjoyed the visual there. The the idea is that you want them to be congruent. And when the energy of what you say is congruent with the energy, the energy of what you say and the verbal, the actual things that they hear, and let's get them congruent with body language. When all those match, everything makes sense. One of the things that I notice about body language and communication, and I want to show you guys this little fun tip tool, um, which is something that I teach people in the body work that I do, is that we have this tendency to, to do this thing and be like, I'm following my dreams. And I'm gonna do this body language because it's a funny one. But a lot of people have their head that pokes out like this. And so they have posture that's quite off. And one of the things to start with is if you are truly following your heart and you would like your heart to connect with the divine, well, make some space for that. And how do we do that? You can do that posturally. So what you're going to do is raise. So all of you sitting there watching this right now, what you're going to do is raise from between your, your breasts, this little spot there, you can just lift, lift that up, right? So it's not about putting your shoulders back. It's not about putting tension. Your body will start to open on its own. It's going to start to release fascia in time too. You don't even have to get rough in there. Just as a habit, start to lift your heart to divine, wherever you would, God, whatever you want to call it. And in the nature of doing that, your body will automatically start to align your neck in a better, proper posture, right? So body language can indicate a lot. If you're telling me that you're like, 
I have a really great program and I want you to buy it. And your whole body is hunched over and you're looking at me with fear in your eyes. I'm probably not going to believe you. So having the posture of confidence is, is really important. Not only is it important what you're communicating with your body language, it's important for your health too. And your body actually really likes good posture. So even if you're, if you're say in a wheelchair, you can increase your posture. If you have lack of mobility in any way, uh, there's always a way to improve your posture. Even if it's a smidge, a little smidge is better than no improvement at all, right? So verbal communication as well. When we're talking about body, so part of the energetic communication, the body language, what is our body actually saying? And then the verbal communication is, I'd really encourage you to listen to yourself when you talk about your body. I hear a lot of people in my practice as a holistic health practitioner and sex and intimacy coach say things to me like, well, I just don't feel sexy because of my butt size. I just don't feel sexy because of my weight. I just don't feel sexy because of my this. And they're saying this out loud, like an affirmation. So the more you say these things, the more you affirm them. Even if they're what people would deem negative, they are thoughts and you are continually putting your energy into them. Whatever you put your energy on grows. So what are we going to do? Reframe. So check and see. I would say at first, just observe. What do I actually say about my body? And if your body was a friend of yours and your body heard you say those nasty things, would they stay friends with you? If you were saying things to your friends, like you're just fat and you got a big butt and you got it. Like, would they actually be friends with you? But you say this stuff to your body all the time. It's actually cruel. It's actually abuse. So let's get out of being abusive and start to get into acknowledging your body. And for some people, self-love is really hard. And I get that. Self-love was something that I had to learn and practice and find a lot of different methods to be able to throw them together, mash them together, find out what works for me. And one of the things that's currently working for me is that if, I, if I'm like working on an affirmation and it doesn't quite resonate, I'll throw a few extra words in there to communicate with my body in a different way. So one of the things that I'll communicate with my body, for example, is that uh, if I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little... Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't have a lot of that anymore, but I'll, I'll give you one from before, from when I was younger. Uh, I was like, oh, my boobs are so small and that's not attractive and that's not feminine. And then so the, the way that I would flip it would be to be like, I choose to know what feminine is for me. So it's not that I'm asking my boobs to grow. It's to know what is feminine to me, for me and to and for my body to know how it can express femininity or masculinity, whatever it is, or both simultaneously, whatever floats your boat. So just check and see, like, what is, what are you communicating? What are you actually saying out loud? I just want you to observe for now. There's a lot of things you're communicating to your body out loud, energetically, and with body language. The next part of action is T, tenderness, touch. And there are methods that talk about the five kinds of touch. And I think it's a really cool way to observe and learn about touch if touch is something new to you, or if you feel like you've 
have an aversion to touch, or if you're like, no, I love touch. And you might love touch, but then you start to find there are different kinds of touch and some touches like not so much and some other touches like really yummy. So let's look at, and I've redefined them, I think in my own words, because I've been playing with them for a while and I, I don't think I'm uh, actually saying them exactly as how I learned them. So number one is um, erotic touch, because why not start with erotic? So I remember this as email because it doesn't, because that's how my brain works, but it's not email, it's email. So erotic touch is usually where you're being more sensual. There's stroking, there's all kinds of, um, and so erot and erotic can also be more, a little bit on the kinky edge as well, uh, without impact, because we will talk about that. So then we've got the M, M is like deeper, it's massage, it's when you're getting into the muscles, it's a, a much deeper touch. Then we've got light touch, which can be sort of erotic at times too, because some of these crossover, you can have just light touch where you're just patting, maybe slightly lightly stroking. And we have energetic touch, which is usually a hovering over the body or even from a distance. You can even have that connection with people from across a room or even across the world you don't actually have to be in the same room with energetic touch. It's super magical that way. And you'll know that too, because sometimes there'll be people that you're thinking about and you're like, wow, I was just thinking about you. Uh, and they're like, whoa, I was just thinking about you. And the energies match. Why? Because we are like antennas and information is going out of us constantly and we're receiving information and we're putting out information. So these things are synchronistic in a way. So we got the light touch, we've got the energetic touch, and then we've got impact. So impact is like impact play from, from the kink world, the BDSM world, and impact is actually an impact. It's like spanking, slapping, touching. All of this touch, by the way, requires you to actually have consent. So ask, even if it's light touch, ask for consent, because as an autonomous being living in my body, I prefer that somebody asks me rather than assumes that they have autonomy, that they have possession over me, that they own my body. I like to have permission. And even when I work on people, I do ask permission. They've come to me and they're paying me to be touched, but I'll still ask, can I work on you? Can I touch you? And I need to touch you here. Is that okay? So those are some five kinds of touch. And I do know that there are other methods of discussions, discussions that have gone on with different other like layers of, of touch and combining those. I think it's just really easy to, to put them all into that category of those five main uh, ways of touching. Then our next one is introspection. And that's, that's a deep one, right? That's for the deep thinkers out there. That's for the people who like to look at their emotions and their mind. And it's really important because bodies love it when you actually take the time to stop and sense yourself. Check out what are your thoughts? Check out what are your emotions? Where are they sitting? Do you have happiness in your vulva? And do you have anger in your left elbow? what's going on? Do you feel like a jumbled pile of emotion? And when people often do feel like a jumbled pile of emotion, of emotion, a really cool thing to do is just see what parts of the body have different feelings going on, because 
you're often jumbled. There's probably maybe 35 emotions happening in your body and they're all different. They're all over the place. And then you're feeling all over the place. So being able to take a moment to just check in. And it's another one of those things where how do you get into introspection? There is a great teacher that I have. His name was Robert Tennyson. And what he taught was to do five things to get in touch with your body. To just say these five simple things, you can add to them, but one of them is I love. And your body starts to calm down. I touch. And you can actually touch yourself. I breathe. I stay and I feel, and that will get you present incredibly fast. And when you are present, you can do that introspection to be able to check what's going on. And sometimes those 35 degrees, I stay, I feel, and take the pauses, you start to notice that your body calms down. And it just gets relief, gets happy. We have another two things on our list, which are my favorites. So we had introspection. It's good to check yourself out and get present before you go for the big O, the big orgasm. Yes. Why is that energy important to bodies? Because bodies exist because of orgasms. Mind-blowing. If it wasn't for your father or your sperm donor uh, having an orgasm, you wouldn't exist. Your mama, maybe she didn't have one. Either whoever was, you know, your uterus haver, maybe, maybe they didn't have one, but your sperm donor, he had an orgasm. So life is created from orgasm. And why do we need it? It's because it keeps us alive. It's an energy that keeps us going. So whether you use your orgasmic energy and you cycle it through your body, if you learn the methods by Mantak Shia of how to recycle your energy in your body, do some sexual qigong, or whether you're using it with your partner to express your love, or the different reasons you could use your orgasmic energy to be creative, and maybe you're going to go make a suit or paint a painting, whatever you want to use it for. That orgasmic energy is creation energy. It's creative, and it gives life to everything. Now, the other part of us is nature. Our bodies actually like nature. Even for some of you who are like, I don't really like going in the woods. I don't really like, there's something in some part of some nature that your body probably does like. And you don't have to live on 45 acres of land in the middle of the woods like I do. You can find nature in different ways. Sometimes you might like nature and not know it. And somebody gives you flowers and you're like, wow, I love flowers. Well, guess what? Flowers are nature. Sometimes people might give you a beautiful ring that has a nice stone in it. You're like, wow, that's a beautiful stone. Guess what? That stone is nature. And sometimes you might be given beautiful food. Like maybe somebody just gifted you a beautiful organic salad and you're like, wow, that's fantastic. I love that. Guess what? That's nature. Your body actually loves nature. Why? Because your body is nature. So it would like nature naturally. And it's good to know what your nature is too. Who are you? What do you love? Who do you love? How do you like to love? How do you like to express love? How do you like to express yourself? So 
when you think that you're not really a huge fan of nature, but there are things that you like that are from nature, you actually are a fan of nature in, in parts. So it's not that you want to be in it. So express yourself in and with nature and be around things that are from nature that helps your body reconnect to who you are. So if you're forgetting who you are, remember to look at all these, these steps because bodies like action. What are the things that maybe you're missing or lacking and you can start to take action? And remember too, get that heart to heaven. Get your head out of your heart's way. Start connecting. Your body's going to thank you for it. I'm going to thank you for it. And the rest of the world's going to thank you for it. I want to thank you all for being willing to take action. Thank you for joining this inspirational talk on the Take Action Now Summit. Inspired Choices Network and our expert speakers are excited to connect with you and learn about your desires to evolve and grow in 2024. If you'd like to learn more about everything Inspired Choices Network offers, including future summits, please email us at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.